0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 25 of Beneath Vancouver Radio. Hopefully you are all having a great day, great night, whenever you are listening and tuning in. I appreciate it. We've actually almost uh, reached 1,000 plays. We're sitting at 850 at the time of this recording, which is April 1st. Um, And it is also the time of where a lot of us are spending self-isolation, quarantining ourselves, and uh, we're all kind of going through a very unique period in our lives. And um, I guess that's kind of what stemmed inspiration for this episode is uh, we're all going through this together, but we're also all um, experiencing uh, this kind of time of isolation and quarantine in different ways. So I wanted to bring on board two of my friends from school, um, both university students, all of us are university students. We've known each other for a couple of years, and I wanted to get their experiences and let them share their story on how the quarantine and the self-isolation has impacted their student life and also their productivity and what it means really right now to be a student in these times. So uh, Mizuho, Daniel, thanks for taking the time for, for coming on this episode today. And uh, I'll let you introduce yourselves um, however you may want. So uh, Mizuho, let's start with you.
1: Uh, hi, I'm Mizuho and I'm in third year at UBC studying political science and business. And um, yeah, I've known Aaron and Daniel for like two years now
2: through UBC. Hello everyone, I'm Daniel. I'm a fourth year in Asian Studies at UBC. And I've known Aaron since high school, actually, high school, but we've yeah. never talked,
3: <laughs> but uh, Wait, it's really? cool <laughs>
2: seeing him doing all these cool creative things. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I've actually, yeah, I'm I don't know if you knew that. But I've known Daniel since since Burnett, which is the high school that we both went to. You
1: guys
0: never uh, spoke? No, you're a year younger, Daniel?
2: <laughs> Two years younger. Yeah, I'm a year younger. Okay.
0: Yeah. Which is, which is like not a lot when you think about it, like in university. Yeah. But I feel like in high school, it's like this big, like,
2: <laughs> whoa. <laughs> like, yeah. Stuff like that. But also, stuff. I transferred in grade 10. So mm. I wasn't there for that long.
0: Fair enough. But not yeah. yeah. Um, again, like, I appreciate you taking the time, the both of you for, for hopping on and um, taking a break from whether it be online classes or trying to study, uh, which I guess follows up to the first question is, What's been kind of like the biggest hurdle uh, for the both of you, um, whether it be, you know, productivity wise or work wise or whatever, uh, when it comes to being a student in this like rather difficult time, I would say.
2: Um, For me, I currently have like five classes. So a full course load, but only one of them has online lectures where we have to tune in at the same time as class time. Mm -hmm. So it's given me a lot of, I guess, flexibility to do and arrange my schedule however i want to um but that being said it's been it's been weird because being at home all the time you're kind of just having that unable to change your environment it's weird to get yourself in the zone you know sometimes you just leave home whether it's going to a coffee shop or just the library or whatnot um just that transition in environment really helps me focus Mm -hmm. and get into a groove so without that it's just been kind of difficult to get motivated, but um, it's just like doing homework at home or doing work when you just have to force yourself into it. Uh, Luckily, I can have my own private space in the house somewhere. Um, I'm living with my family. It's finding that area, that space where I can get rid of distraction, which is like the internet. Um, That's like a deep rabbit hole that (laughs) I always find myself in (laughs) one more one Um, more video (laughs) yeah so so, uh, yeah I'll I'll just keep it there for now keep it simple okay I mean
1: like I'm also taking five courses and then two of them require like in class like live lectures Mm -hmm. I find that like so many other plus seven like not super understanding because people who are in different time zones or who aren't able to like be in class for that
3: Mm
1: -hmm. I think the biggest thing is that like most of my profs instead of like being more relaxed with like assignments is that they made it much harder. So they've added like more smaller assignments or like they have made, made everything at a higher standard basically. But yeah, like I understand the whole like not being able to focus at home because I find that I usually study on campus or like in a cafe and I find it so hard to focus at home because there's so much going on with like my other family members or like my dog running around or like doing whatever. Yeah. I think I th- also like as much as my commute is like a huge portion of my day and I'm glad I don't have it right now. I find that, like, half of going to school is, like, obviously for, like, lectures and stuff, but half of it is, like, being able to get up with my friends or, like, talk to them and, like, kind of get in the office or do whatever. So not having that has been, like, kind of demotivating in terms, of, like, not being able to hang out with your friends or not having, like, as much social interaction.
0: Yeah, no, I think uh, both of you kind of summed it up, especially kind of how I'm feeling. The social component, I think, is a big is a big portion of why like university is, you know, fun and, and and attractive, I guess, to a lot of people, obviously you go to school for the, for the classes and the lectures and the assignments and the exams, et cetera. But on the other side of the coin, like you're going to school to see your friends. Like a lot of the times you maybe only see certain people on campus and that's about it. Right. So for myself, uh, I think I resonated again with the statement of, you know, never really working from home or trying to get in the groove and productivity for me has been my, my biggest struggle, um, I, I can't work from home. Like I am usually either on campus or again at a, at a coffee shop like Daniel and, and Mizuho have mentioned. And that's because I know myself and I'm self-aware that if I stay at home, I'm going to be, you know, standing up every 30 minutes to get a snack or am going to go this and then stay on the couch for another, Oh, one more episode of the office, and then turns into another four. <laughs> and then next thing you know, it's nine and you're like, uh, I'm not really feeling it anymore. I'll start tomorrow morning. And then it's just this vicious cycle of, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And the aspect of routine as well, Mizuho mentioned like uh, earlier, I think it was off the mic, but um, not like having to even change. Like right now I'm recording this in the comfort of my pajamas, but like I should be, you know, it's a Wednesday. I should be up. I should be on school by now. Um, I should be changed. I should be showered. I should have shaved, like all these different things that that are part of our day to day that we took for granted, I guess. And now we kind of reflect of, you know, it's not, part of our life anymore and we have to you know live and and adapt I would say to to a bit of a different lifestyle so um, I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into the live lecture aspect of it and kind of the differences and Daniel you touched upon this a little bit on how um, only some of your five classes have been doing live lectures Um, for myself only one of the five have been doing live so I can relate to that again the flexibility and being able to you know do different things on different schedule but has that also kind of hindered your ability to stay on track of it. Because for me, you know, when I go to school, and I go to, you know, an in class lecture, and, and for me, most of them are, are just once a week. So it's like, okay, if I'm going for this three hour lecture, I know I'm on top of it for this week, right. But to now, you know, only one of my classes that are three hours are live lectures, and the other three, uh, or sorry, the other one that's also three hours is not live lecture. And I'm struggling to to stay on top of it and find the motivation to actually sit down on my desk and like, stare at a lecture screen for three hours and hear the professor talk about stuff. Um, and it's a little bit less engaging. So I just wanted to get you maybe your input in Mizuho yours as well on uh, how like transitioning from live lectures to non-live lectures has been.
2: I personally don't like the transition just because it's not just uh, like a, a student problem where it's hard for, harder for us to focus. Mm-hmm. It's actually like the profs. Yeah. They, they're they not used to it as well. A lot of them don't have the technical proficiency so mm-hmm. a bunch of my profs who chose not to do it is because they, they know that they can't, they don't mm-hmm. want to manage that stuff. They don't want to learn in this new programs, new system. So they just uploaded their slides, their lecture notes. Um, the one prof that did, that does do live lectures from my classes. He's his lectures from the very beginning were like <laughs> pretty like unengaging and um, his lecture styles is very, unfocused like he just rambles Mm -hmm. about random things like he would talk about something completely unrelated to course material for like 30 minutes during class as well and for the live lecture it's the same thing um like he gave us a room tour uh of his home studio for 40 minutes during one of the lectures See, like and that's just his style (laughs) and
0: and and i'm sorry to interrupt you but like when you think about it and obviously you know, it comes in both perspectives, you know, whether it's difficult on the students and it's also difficult on the profs and the university. Like, obviously as I'm, we've been saying this over and over again, like these times haven't happened before. And for a lot of us, if not all of us, this is the first time we're experiencing such a, such a global thing on a, on a big scale. But like, for example, seeing a room tour of a professor for 40 minutes, when you think about it though, like, and, and I'm curious as to maybe the way that you see it, but like, you're paying for that lecture. And yes, I understand that, you know, it's difficult for the prof to use the, it's different in, all online than in person, but, you know, 40 minutes of me seeing a prof's room, I mean, instead of maybe 40 minutes of him at least trying to be engaging or at least trying to provide some sort of content, like, I don't know, it it, it it's kind of like this weird, con- like comparison of you want to be obviously open and, and thoughtful, but on the other side, like, if your lecture is just going to be used to giving me a room tour, like I don't really want to be a part of that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm curious as to maybe like how you kind of felt about that specific lecture. And, and if, you know, you don't have to go mm-hmm. super in depth, but maybe just your, your two yeah. cents on that.
2: Um, I guess for that one professor, it, it doesn't bother me as much. Like I, mm-hmm. I understand the whole, like the point that you made um, for him. It's just because his classes were not that like interesting either. Okay. Um, it was like I difficult from I, the okay, get go, yeah.
0: even in person. Yeah. I don't
2: <laughs> okay. I don't wanna I don't wanna make assumptions, but I have a feeling he has some sort of ADHD okay. to some degree, just because he has a really hard time focusing. Mm. Um but the part the main part of the course too is we make a short film, we make a documentary for the mm-hmm. class, which also got cancelled because we can't interview people. Yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty bummed about that. But I think that's just the nature of the course. Like I it sucks, but I'm not too mad about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I think especially it seems like for that specific class, at least there's no content to even like, you know, share or, or to even like be lecturing about. So I guess in that time, it, it, yeah, you kind of have to make best of what you have. And he's trying to probably maybe lighten the mood a little bit and trying to showcase what he's also all about. So yeah. um, Mizuho, what about you in terms of your kind of, I guess, yeah, introduction to live lectures to versus just here's a slide, students, teach yourself. I'll see you in April when it comes to the exam, or I would not even see you in April, but uh, good luck in April when it comes to the final
3: exam.
1: that versus like the live lectures, um, it was kind of hard for me to like fit in on them. So at the beginning, I didn't sit down on like one or two of them. And basically, most of the profs haven't really figured out like how to properly upload them or like record them. So there's mm-hmm. so many technical difficulties. We've like half the class just, like, waiting for the clock to kind of figure out the software.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's been a little bit frustrating, but I do find that with the non-live lectures, like, I have little to no incentive for me to, like, actually take my time and, like, watch them and go through them. Mm-hmm. I think that's been huge in terms of motivation because one of my classes is an hour and a half, and it's been uploading all the recordings and everything, but I don't really need to take notes for it. So mm-hmm. I've just kind of, like, um, procrastinated from, like, actually watching it and doing, like, my part in it.
0: Yeah. yeah i think for a lot of the students as well especially with now the opportunity to i don't know if it's for the entire university because it's technically dependent on the department and the faculty but from what i've seen is a lot of the students now have the ability to credit defail, fail if not change the value of their final exam um which has even pushed like some profs to be like what's the point of even writing the final like you're just going to do five percent anyways so you know like they have to obviously take the time to market to some extent. They have to take the time to upload the grades to um, SSC, which is like the student service center and all do still a lot of the admin work just for a lot of the students to it, not really impact them at all. Right. And um, I guess that goes to kind of the next question of, so uh, as a non-graduating student, what your, I guess, summer plans were, were you taking summer school or, Kind of what's the next step right now or what are you doing right now, now that we're in April, um, which is hard to believe. I'm still kind of trying to figure that one out, where the hell did March go? But um, yeah, what, what's kind of like your April like in terms of finals and what's kind of your next steps as a student in terms of what, what's coming up for, for you in May and June and, and July?
1: I think definitely like after not working for most of this year, uh, in my third year, because I wanted to focus more on like my school and like everything else going on. Mm hmm. Um, I was looking forward to doing, like, an interesting kind of job in the summer that will kind of contribute to me learning more about the field that I want to go into. Mm-hmm. But clearly, a lot of jobs are kind of gone now because a lot of companies aren't going to be hiring. And then if I want to take summer courses, a lot of it is going to be online again, too, which I don't really deem. them. But I think also, yeah, like, travel plans and everything else, else as well. Like, I want to do some backpacking trips and stuff like that, but it doesn't look like any of that's going to really be happening, which is a little bit debilitating just because, like, I wanted to do that in my third year for a reason. And then now I'm kind of unable to do that.
0: Daniel, how about yourself, man? What are your what are your plans or what oh, were your man. plans?
3: <laughs>
2: oh, man, I had plans, man. <laughs> I'm not, I, I was supposed to be in Hong Kong right now. Oh, right. I right, had, right, bro, my exchange plans are just, I don't know. It's it's been crushed multiple times. Yeah. I was supposed to be in Hong Kong right now. It got it got canceled because of the protests. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I was there anyways like like I wouldn't be able to do anything because of the virus. I would have been sent back here. Yeah. Um I was supposed to go to Singapore next term, but that's up in the air. This summer I was supposed to go to China for a, a summer global seminar. That didn't happen. They wow. canceled it to the states. Well, they changed the destination to the states because of the virus. But then the, the states got the states you know, is worse major. right
0: now than China.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's just not good. Um, so oh, no, that just got thrown in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for the summer, I was planning on uh working in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of like wedding film jobs, like um, sh- shooting jobs lined up as well, but uh, their weddings got canceled. Yeah. So, you know everything so um which is those are only postponed which is great i still i can still make that money you know mm-hmm. eventually <laughs> but yeah just uh <laughs> what is like a year I'm from now accepting who knows um uh, they didn't maybe be... maybe in the winter but you know it's vancouver that's not the best time to have a wedding yeah i um, imagine but i've just been i made a letterbox account where i can like um make a watch list of all the films that i want to watch this summer I'm definitely planning to read a lot more books. So Mm -hmm. I've kind of made that mental preparation for myself just because, you know, it's not looking that good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's not. And, um, you know, at the time, again, it's April 1st when we're recording this podcast. But I don't know if you both of you saw yesterday, but uh, I think it was B.C. It might have been like out in Toronto, but um, like the estimated like if we're lucky kind of date is apparently like mid-June, early July uh, in terms of mm-hmm. not even going back to normality, but at least letting people out of the house where potentially some events could happen and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, I think for 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 a lot of people, whether again, you're graduating or whether you're not, obviously plans have been put in halt. And um, speaking from a graduate uh, graduating student's perspective, and I know there's been a lot of articles uh, online about, you know, the class of 2020, you're entering a a job market that's obviously a lot smaller and the economy is also kind of going down the drain. So, um, I think for me, and, uh, I mean, this is going to be a follow up to the next question that I have is I've been taking a lot more time in figuring out the skills that I can also learn while I'm, you know, isolated at home and, uh, skills in kind of the fields that I'm interested in. So for me personally, it's been learning a lot of, uh, or, or trying to learn at least because it's definitely a beast, uh, but SEO. So search engine optimization for those who aren't familiar with that acronym, um, which, in layman's terms, is essentially how to get your content uh, on the first page of Google and how to be the first uh, ranking in Google's and stuff like that. So, trying to learn a little bit about SEO, especially when it comes to blog posts, um, which is what I've been doing for the UBC Brand and Marketing Team as my work work learn student, and um, yeah, just trying to go on like Skillshare, Udemy, YouTube, and trying to enhance my my skill set. So when you know people can go out and and people eventually hopefully start looking for jobs or can start looking for jobs is Hey, you know, I didn't have this skill, let's say half a year ago, but now I do. And, you know, I'm hoping to put it on the test and here's some examples of the work and stuff like that. And, um, and it's funny enough, actually, both Mizuho and, uh, Daniel are also involved in the creative space. Um, Daniel, mostly in, in film and Mizuho mostly in photography as well. Um, but I'm interested maybe in hearing on your perspective as a fellow creator on maybe, either tips or things that you maybe want to learn a little bit more in this kind of downtime. Um, obviously shooting in terms of, you know, going out to shoot is a little hard, if not impossible. So you can't really do that. But um, yeah, is there anything that's kind of lingering that you wanted to learn in terms of a skill or maybe something that you wanted to share with other people that they can take the opportunity now to, to learn?
1: I think my biggest thing with like um, acquiring new skills and kind of, learning different software and stuff like that as a creative is not a lot of people feel like they don't have enough time for in their daily life so it's yeah. like school or like work and stuff like that so I feel like I've definitely used that as an excuse in the past but now that we're spending literally all day at home <laughs> that's more of a routine so like I'm actually waking up pretty like early 6 30 7 a.m ish oh wow yeah like an okay time I guess and then I'm just trying to kind of make a schedule for myself that I can kind of stick to because having that routine makes me like way more motivated and way more kind of on track with what I want to do. So yeah, so I've been learning a lot of like InDesign and Illustrator through Skillshare as well. And then I've also been doing a lot of like coding and just like, yeah, just like expanding my skills for potential jobs in the future that obviously aren't happening now, but could happen. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Yeah, these learning, these, I don't know, what do you call them? Um, Like trade skill apps like these subscription services they're definitely like cashing in right now yeah (laughs) like Khan Academy being like three times over their like usual server load or something so they're asking for donations so definitely people are going to spend this time you know holding themselves like their skill sets so I think especially with creatives um I'd say in half a year once this thing kind of goes over a lot of people will be looking back like thinking about oh like what have i been doing the past six months it's like those dragons the uh dragon ball moments where like they go into that room to like go train and like if you don't really use your time well, you're kind of just wasting your time and um like this resource right because that's the one resource that we do have um during these weird quarantine times yeah um so I've, I've, i'm also gonna once especially once school is over without my essays and everything um there's no reason to like to like just uh chill around um i don't want to be watching netflix all day
3: uh, <laughs> tiger king I man <laughs>
2: bro i don't know why i see
0: that everywhere but <laughs> i, I, I didn't even know that good? kind of completely off topic but <laughs> i had no idea what the memes were about or anything i just saw it on reddit and like on my facebook i'm like who the hell is this like blonde hair like who is yeah. this guy and then everyone's like, have you watched Tiger King? Have you watched Tiger King? Netflix Watch Party, Tiger King. Like, What's the show even about? But apparently it's about some dude that owns Tigers and hence the name. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't watched it, so I can't really judge on how good or bad it is. But just from the premise of it, I'm like, it just blew up all of a sudden.
2: Yeah. It's, uh, I I only saw, I only see stuff about it on uh, meme accounts on Instagram. Mm. So at first I thought it was like an advertisement, but then you know how um, companies are like have to tag, like hashtag ad on their mm-hmm. posts though, but I didn't see that. So I'm like, Oh, is this like that cool of a meme or is this like really good <laughs> marketing? So, but <laughs> um, so yeah, I definitely will get to that. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. That'll be on the, yeah. that'll be on the bucket list for uh, the watch list for the watch list. Yeah, as well. Oh. um, I think for, What's it called for for students now? Um, obviously, as we are uh, entering the, the final season and stuff like that, I'm I'm curious to maybe hear your potential study strategy um, on finals and how you're going to approach that. Uh, whether it be like as I said, having the flexibility of doing either five or thirty or thirty five. I don't even know what the percentage is, but obviously weighing your final a little bit different. If that will affect you um, in any way, uh, so I'm curious to maybe hearing. Your study tips, if not maybe your study strategy entering this final season. Um, I'm sure that, you know, at least speaking personally, I never study at home. That's a no-go. Um, that's a, a first guaranteed bad mark because I'm not going to be focusing. And I feel like just one ear out the other. Uh, so obviously that's the only way to study now. Um, so maybe I'm curious to hear a little bit more about uh, your study tips and how you're going to approach finals this, this, uh, this time.
2: Uh, definitely what Mizuho said about waking up early, have that schedule set up mm-hmm. because right now living at home, um, you're kind of your own, your boss now. Yeah. So <laughs> we all like wanted it. Up, so
0: here you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, here, like, uh, just there's no without, if you don't motivate yourself, there's no reason to wake up early in the morning. It's not like you had to go to school, catch the bus or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to have that standard salt set for yourself um but then for me i don't have that many finals to begin with mine my, pro- my projects are mostly papers which is even i think that that's harder for me to study at home to do at home yeah um i don't i also don't have access to the ubc library where i actually need some defined sources and uh, materials so i'm not too sure how to overcome that hurdle yet how about uh, you yeah, that's how pretty are much you? all i wanted to say
1: yeah, I think personally, yeah, like, I can't study at home. It's a lot harder for me to focus because there's other people in the house and, like, no one's really keeping me on track. Mm-hmm. Like, studying in a library, like, with my friends, like, we know that we're supposed to be focusing. So if we do, kind of stay on track and, like, kind of zone in on whatever I'm doing. Um, but I think the biggest thing is that I've been using, like, intermittent studying. So having, like, a 45-minute timer and then, like, a 15-minute break. So I have, like, shorter, like, study um, sessions I guess and then I would take that break to like maybe go, do, do, do a stretch or like go and grab food or stuff like that but they really been helping with kind of keeping track on everything that I'm doing and then also just having yeah like a routine so it's, let's say if I'm studying from like 10 to like 12 then I'll like make sure that I do actually study for that time and then after that I'll do like a home workout or call with my friends or do whatever like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And for um, for studying, do you, well, this is again, more on Mizuho's side, just cause Daniel, due to the, obviously what the stuff that you're doing, it's more paper-based and stuff like that, which is arguably more of a solo, solo uh, assignment, but Mizuho for, for your finals and for your exams, um, you mentioned obviously that you usually study with friends on campus, whether it be at a library or, or a quiet room or, or however, um, are you still kind of following that rule in the sense of maybe at least, hopping on a Skype call, no one uses Skype on a FaceTime call or or a Zoom call. Sorry, Skype, but like yeah, no one uses it. <laughs> um or like a Zoom call or like FaceTime or Google Hangouts even. Or are you still kind of just studying alone?
1: It's definitely like more common for me to study alone, but definitely for finals. I think me and my friends are planning to do like a shared Google Doc kind of thing and then kind of contribute as we go.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I find that like calls and especially with like arts courses, I find that a lot of them require a lot of discussion for you to like
0: Yep. yeah like get the, okay, the talk get the
1: like yeah yeah so I think having like, just different perspectives is always really important so me and my friends are clients mm-hmm. like you calls and then also even if we're studying different things I like having someone on the like other side basically so that if I'm like slacking off or I'm just like eating or doing whatever like you can catch me mm-hmm.
3: yeah
0: yeah I think accountability is the biggest mm-hmm. my biggest hurdle at least yes. or for I know for some students as well is there's no one really to right now tell you hey you have well even in univer- like even in regular university where you know the classes are in person, you can still technically skip. But obviously, if you're taking classes with your friends or even with certain people, there's a lot of a, a lot of a, there's a lot more incentive to go to class because you're going to learn a lot more, I would say, instead of just you reading the slides. And um, you also, as I said, you get to meet your friends, you get to catch up with them, and you know, spend time with them, right? Um, albeit in class, but at least you're seeing them and having that social aspect. So for me, it's like. I'm still so my sleeping schedule is all over the place. I'm sometimes I'm sleeping at like four. Sometimes I'm sleeping at like midnight. So it's just like what's going on and then waking up early, waking up late and then not having that sense of routine, which I'm so accustomed to. Like prior to all of this, I was using Google calendar to like, to the T like everything was blocked, travel time, getting ready time, shower time. And I tried to utilize my time as best as, as best as I could. But now my Google calendar is all blank and I'm just like, <laughs> am I going to do today? Uh, I'll just play video games for the first six hours of my day and then figure it out later. And that figuring out later never really comes. So having that, yeah, lack of scheduling and lack of routine, I think for me has been definitely my biggest, you know, destroyer of productivity, which is funny because as Daniel mentioned, you have, you set your own hours right now and you, you know, for lack of a better word, you're on your own boss and your own, you're doing your own thing and no one can really be blaming yourself. You can't blame anyone, sorry, but yourself but in this, like, weird time of also where you can't even go out and, you know, you're stuck in this, I don't want to say stuck, um, you're unfortunately only in one area at a time or can be in one area at a time. Um, it's definitely, I think, also a bit of a mental game and uh, kind of switching that focus over from, you know, school mode and the hustle and bustle of, you know, going on the bus or driving or commuting for, I think, two hours, right, Mizuho is what you commute for something three like three
1: hours that. a day so like an yeah. hour and a half there an hour and a half
0: back so three hours of Damn. your time you <laughs> know you're going to be on a bus to you know now not spending those three hours and i think routine has definitely been something that i haven't really realized is how important it is and i think for a lot of other students as well of you never and it's kind of cliche but you don't really know what you have until it's gone kind of thing but i think for me like the thing that i'm missing the most is like obviously the social aspect and friends but like the the routine aspect of it and knowing that, okay, on Wednesdays, I've got this, this and that or on Thursdays, I've got a call or I've got an in person meeting and all that kind of stuff that we took for granted is kind of now out the window. And you know, you have to adapt and you know, overcome certain obstacles, that's life. But uh, it's definitely I think a little bit different as a student when you're obviously trying to figure out your schooling, you're trying to figure out, you know, your future for graduating students and non graduating students kind of figuring out what's next. So yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely an interesting time for all of us. And um, I'm happy to, to be able to hopefully share that to, to certain people and share your also your insight on that. So with that being said, um, it's coming near the end of the episode now, but I just kind of wanted to kind of leave it up open forum style for anything else related to quarantine, um, self isolation, student life, student hacks, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Just an opportunity for you to share maybe certain things that you wanted to talk about that uh, I might not have brought up.
1: I mean, I definitely resonate with having a calendar that's like perfectly scheduled out just because I'm that person that has everything like color coded and have like a specific time of day that I want to do this and this.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: So I think just like not having that structure is always definitely a struggle. Um, But just even, even if I'm at home, I'm really trying to keep that routine just because at least I can hold myself accountable for being able to like work out or do my assignment or like stuff like that. But then also, yeah, just like not having that social interaction is a struggle because like as much as I'm a, like more of an extrovert, like not being able to see my friends has taken a huge toll on just like my mental health.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Just like also taking that time to like call with your friends or like play video games or stuff like that is just something that will kind of stress off of you as well.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, like with the social aspect, even like not just for pure like social, I guess, um, leisure activities, but in the academic field or for school, um, I, I think having group discussions is essential for a lot of classes. Mm-hmm. And I think um, after this whole period goes by, I think there should be a lot more like academic studies conducted on like, how do you make... These online studies more efficient for not just the student, but just also for instruction's sake. Um, for one of my courses, we have we've been having group discussions throughout the whole term, and I think that class is the one where I'm the most motivated to learn and actually catch up on materials like uh, voluntarily, uh, just because there is that group interaction. For a lot of assignments, we just need to uh, submit one assignment per group, so we've been doing weekly meeting calls just to talk about the stuff that we've been reading um and that's been actually quite pleasant so hopefully um they can integrate that into not just academic things but also work workload like um business wise um i think it's just a whole different like style that we have to learn to adapt and like you said with the whole tiktok strategy about like quarantine things um i think we'll be seeing more content about that later on and people are definitely going to adapt. So I'm pretty excited to see how things roll out, like these new techniques, um, just having people motivating each other, um, exciting stuff, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think just one last question that just came to my mind when you were talking, Daniel, is um, I'm kind of wondering in general how you're saying how obviously technology, I think right now is showing its strengths, um, obviously the online meetings, um, online business calls, online whatever really now, um, wh- what do you feel, or how do you feel coming into the future after all this pans out? How, do you think there's going to be much of a difference, whether it be school wise or whether it be in the world in general, on how certain things are approached? Like, for example, I know for a lot of the times, uh, sorry, I know for a lot of different companies um, that I follow, whether it be on social media or in general, they've been saying that a lot of the meetings that they have in person could have just been done exactly the same thing either be through, you know, email or even through like a Zoom call Um, and, you know, certain things that instead of wasting certain resources in person or using certain resources in person can be just transitioned to online and uh, e-commerce as well. Obviously, a big thing right now, Um, obviously, a lot of small businesses are unfortunately struggling to to stay afloat and stay even open right now um, all over the world. Um, where a lot of businesses are transitioning their product to online and opening an e-commerce store or something along those lines. So, uh, I'm curious on maybe your two cents on how you feel the world, if at all, will change after this, um, both maybe from school side and a non-schools
2: perspective. Mm, I remember uh, watching something about Mark Cuban. He just said, "Unless you're having, unless you're writing me a check, like I don't, I don't want to have a meeting with you. Just like email me or something." <laughs> um
0: (laughs) that's the classic hilarious when i
2: yeah like it was hilarious when i watched it but like it's kind of true like a lot of times we don't need to be in person um i think the main struggle is that a lot of people uh struggle with being motivated so Mm -hmm. like you need to have people around you to like force you to work Mm -hmm. um but if we're able to kind of adapt as a society to like working from home and people are self-motivated um which i think it's pretty hard we still need that social aspect which is why I believe there still has to be that work versus like home life balance. Mm -hmm. That's why you like you leave house. Right. Um, So I don't think that's going to change, but we'll definitely see technology like being integrated into um, like work styles, like the whole, um, how do you say? Yeah. Like, um, like Slack, a lot of companies are going to start using it more. Um, People, I think tech companies are pretty in like in tune with like the latest. Yeah you know, productivity, software, like Asana, Trello, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those companies are definitely going to see a lot more like user flow. Um, uh, yeah. It's, it's just sucks for small businesses. Like I work at a small restaurant, like we're completely toasted. Yeah. Cause we're an afternoon tea place. So oh, God. Um, a lot of things are suffering, but we'll see, man. Hopefully the government can intervene, support, had some like cash flow to support but it's it's going to be tough
0: yeah yes yeah, it's, it's definitely um like all the people that I worked with with beneath Vancouver it's all like oh yeah um no content for this month or sorry we have to close up shop we might not even be open when this is all over I'm like okay <laughs> and um like yeah. this one bubble tea shop that we did a photo shoot with um they they kind of Whole, they, they realized that like this is going to be for a while and they transitioned to um, selling their bubble tea. I'm not exactly sure what it is they sell, like specifically what's inside the box or sorry, what's inside the pouch, but it's essentially like a pre-ready bubble tea kind of thing where you just have to do like a little bit of adding a couple of ingredients and you have like bubble tea ready to go um, online, which is great. And they sold out like right away um, cause I think a lot of other people as well are trying to realize that, um, you know, for these local businesses, like this is their life and this is like a make it or break it kind of thing in the sense of, you know, they're probably not going to be making much money in terms of profits, but if, you know, they can at least get some cash flow in, they can hopefully survive, you know, the next two months, I think at least that we're still going to be in this kind of time. Um, so that, uh, when everything pans over that they can still keep their doors open, but, uh, Mizuho, how about you when it comes to, of how you see this whole thing panning out, what's the transitions or, or or not transitions that you think you'll be seeing?
1: Um, I think just maybe trying to see this in a more like optimistic way, I guess, for the most part. Mm-hmm. That, um, just because a lot of people are working from home and doing more like remote work, I think that could kind of open up, um, even like smaller businesses that haven't normally done that to maybe kind of provide more flexibility for like parents that like need to be at home with their kids and stuff like that, or people who. Have, like young children and stuff like that as well um but i think also yeah like local businesses are obviously the ones that are struggling the most because they don't have the financial capacity to keep themselves afloat while they don't have either like little to no income so it, it is definitely pushing people to kind of think of creative ideas like the bubble thing that you mentioned there's a couple of places in um the local area that i live in that are providing like just purely just delivery mm-hmm. from- do whatever, or it's just like a pack where you can cook cook it yourself at home and stuff like that. So I think it is interesting to see how some businesses are trying to kind of combat this entire situation. But I think also us being in a a Western country, we do have a more individualistic kind of sense of society. So we're not really working as a community, but more as a group
3: Mm -hmm.
1: or less, less like a group. And I think with this situation right now, it could kind of promote us working as a community as a whole and kind of supporting local businesses and stuff like that. And I think that could definitely be like a good benefit to our society as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think now is more than ever the time to, yeah, as you said, come together as a community and help each other out in whichever way possible, no matter how big or how small, I think, you know, anyone can use a boost every now and then. Um, and yeah, I think it's going to be uh super interesting on the school side, at least obviously I won't be, I won't be in it come September, but um I'm wouldn't be surprised in seeing some more online classes or even some sort of, I don't know, flexibility of classes when it comes to like online lectures. Cause there's definitely some classes that can just be done online. Like some profs, unfortunately just, you know, aren't, aren't engaging as other profs and, um, and you know, don't provide, I don't say don't provide, but it's just a bit of a different experience. Like you can tell and and I'm sure people who are listening can relate to some profs, like, if you don't go in person or if you don't go to their lecture, I feel like you miss, you know, the entire semester. But if for some classes you miss one lecture, it's not the end of the world because um, you can just catch up on on their slides, right? And and you won't feel like you missed much. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, UBC offers or other universities and other institutes in general offer maybe some more online selection. I know coming from a KIN student, there's, I think, only one KIN class offered online. Um, but, uh, hey, I there's been all my classes have been online for the past three weeks and they've been doing well. So um, maybe, yeah, maybe they can learn something from that and see how they can tweak that and offer some uh, flexibility for some students who, you know, maybe part-time students and can't go to campus every day because they work and they have the opportunity to still, still learn and advance their education through, through the internet. So um, yeah, I think other than that, I've, I've, I've answered, uh, or I've asked, I should say a lot of questions and both of you have answered them uh, quite well. And I appreciate the answers and the insight, um, that, that you've given and shared, uh, where can they find you? Um, I want to make sure that, uh, they're supporting you as well. And in, in any way possible, uh, maybe in your creative work or just in general, if you want to gain a couple more followers, <laughs> nice. if you're, if you want to, you don't have to share it. It's, <laughs> it's just, I always ended off with that is like, where can they find you? Of course, The shout out.
2: Uh, you can follow me at on Instagram at Daniel Chen. Um, that's The A in Daniel is an underscore. But yeah, Daniel Chen. Um,
1: so D also, underscore
2: now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I feel
0: like I've yeah.
1: been kind of in like a creative blog, but I am going to be posting more stuff on my uh, account. So that's at, um, underscore creative. Um, definitely going to be doing more content, I guess, is because I have so much free time and I have more time to like, brainstorm and kind of plan for ideas in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, thank you again. Um, thank you to all our listeners. Uh, hopefully, you get some insight from this and how, especially if you're a student, on how you can navigate right now through the, through the block that we're going through, uh, whether it be student wise, productivity wise, or, or creative wise even. So um, make sure to, um, yeah, make sure to sh- shoot them a follow, show them some BD love. And, uh, at the end of the day, we're all going to get through this, um, you know, the time of this recording, April 1st, hopefully by you know June 1st, we have some good news and that the, the end is near, so to speak. But, um, for now we all have to do our part and, uh, yeah, come together as a, as a community and as a unit, as humans and, um, social distance quarantine and yeah, just do the little things that hopefully can, can get this thing over with sooner rather than later. So um yeah stay positive stay productive to the best of your ability i know it's tough out there um but uh yeah we're all gonna get through this work on yourself invest in yourself right now is the best time and uh yeah i'll see you guys later um in the next podcast episode not too sure when that is i'm still trying to figure out kind of scheduling and and people and stuff like that obviously i do most of my recordings in person um, but I'm transitioning to Zoom for now, just because uh, that's what's needed. And uh, but we're still going to be pumping out some content for for you guys, um, and we'll figure it out, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. And uh, also make sure to follow my uh, TikTok as well. I'm going to be posting a lot of more personal content, um, how to leverage yourself, how to build a brand, networking tips and tricks, etc. So if you are interested in that kind of content, again, in self kind of investing right now in in yourself, I should say, and building your brand and online obviously is where most of the people are. Now is the best time to do it. There's more eyes now than ever online. So, um, yeah, make sure to follow that. It's Aaron Rod C same as my Instagram. And, um, I'm going to be, try to be putting out a piece of content every day for the month of April. That's a challenge that I put to myself, uh, as a way to make sure that I am productive and creating something creative, creating something creative. Okay. Uh, for the month of April. So that's enough rambling for me uh thank you again Mizuho and Daniel for coming on the show um it's been great to hear again from from people that I've you know known for a while and that I see on, almost on a regular basis to now I haven't seen uh in in almost a month so thank you again and uh, have a good rest of your day everyone